Hello and welcome to the Luscious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Celine Vilgen, holistic nutrition consultant and the founder of Luscious Living, where personal growth meets wellness. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Luscious Living Podcast. And we're talking all about poop. Here is the scoop on your best poop. And I have to say, we do not talk about poop enough as a society in North America. It can be embarrassing. A lot of time the doctor won't ask you or the status quo is that if you go to the bathroom three times a week, you're good. And in my world of vibrant health, optimal health, Uh, That is constipation, actually. So ideally, you are going every single day. You are having satisfying bowel movements. And this is just so important because it's essential for hormone health. We detoxify excess estrogen in this way. And if we are constipated or if we're having loose bowels, well, then that doesn't get to happen. And then we get to then... I want to say essentially recycle estrogen back into the body into a toxic form. And if you look at a lot of chronic illness, you will see that blockages in the bowel movements and the toxification pathways has been going on for a very, very long time. Um, And so this is absolutely vital to discuss what is a healthy poop. Um, what does what to do when you're constipated or have loose bowel movements? Also, when we have more than three bowel movements, you know, a few times uh, a week is also something. We're not going to actually discuss that as much on this session, but if you do have questions, please let me know. So, what we're going to talk to you about, and I say we, I mean myself. <laughs> What I'm going to talk to you about is how to have the best poops, and I'm talking through food, supplements, lifestyle, what to do about loose bowel movements, and what to do about constipation, and what accounts for constipation, because again, you might be going to the bathroom, but if they're dry or hard or like rabbit pellets, essentially, that counts as constipation as well. So welcome. We're going to get into it. I'm so excited you're here. Make sure you take some notes on your phone or at your uh, notepad, whatever you got going on, because it's going to be a good episode. Now, this is a subject that we could go deeper and deeper into and get nitty gritty, but I really want this to be a 101 on really understanding the basics of bowel movements. So the very first one that we're going to talk about is how to have the best poops, okay? Now, you are going to, I know that some of this will be familiar and some of this might not be, but we have to start with the fundamentals. And that first one is hydration. I know you've heard this before, to drink more water, but how much water and and how do you know if you're having enough water are some key questions that can often go unanswered. So the very first one is symptoms of dehydration are going to be the very most obvious one is yellow urine. You want to make sure that your urine is clear. But if you're also clear urine, but you're going to the bathroom every hour, well, then that's actually meaning that your body's not retaining the fluid. So if you are drinking water and you feel like you're not really getting hydrated or you're just going to the bathroom frequently, you want to make sure that you have a little bit of Celtic sea salt in your water. 
I'm going to be so honest with you. If you are using table salt, like the iodized table salt that you see at restaurants or the Milano grocery stores, please do not use that. That is, um, it's just been stripped of all minerals that we need from salt, uh, especially if you are in the Midwest um, or central of Canada. I'm in Alberta, for example, um, meaning that you're not by an ocean. We definitely need to be getting iodine and selenium that is in Celtic sea salt. So really a good quality sea salt is big, especially if you have reverse osmosis water or another type of filtration that pulls all minerals, you're going to want to make sure of that. Um, also different symptoms such as fatigue and headaches, these are all things that you've probably heard before, um, but it really does make a big, big difference when you are feeling a little tired and sluggish and just water helps so, so much. Um, you can also get water from herbal teas, by the way, and if you're not drinking nettle tea or oat straw or um, some of these like chamomile, ginger, the ones that are non-caffeinated are also going to provide you with water intake. And then water-rich foods like watermelon and peaches and cherries, they all contain water, which count towards your water intake. And really the best way to know is again, that urine output um, and you're going to need a little bit more if you're sweating, if you sweat naturally a little bit more, it's hot out, where you live, etc. Okay, so the first tip is making sure you're hydrated. You would be surprised at how many people um, need that reminder, and I do too, okay? I carry a water bottle everywhere I go. I always have it filled. Um, I'm always just, I've just gotten into the habit of sipping water now. Before, I did not, but this is something really, really easy that you can start to do today. Now, the second tip is to increase your magnesium intake. Magnesium can be found for sure in foods like cacao, which is why you um, might be craving chocolate towards your menstrual cycle if you're a female. Um, it's higher in leafy greens, in sunflower seeds, in avocado. Uh, and then I really do recommend supplementing though because we do need more magnesium. It's deficient in the soil. Coffee and sugar also deplete it. Stress also depletes it. So I always, always, that's, that's like the only supplement I recommend for everyone across the board in North America is magnesium. I also recommend it transdermally, so meaning through the skin, through a lotion or a spray. Um, because if you do have gut health issues, which most people do nowadays, you're not going to be absorbing it the best. Um, the oiler spray can get itchy, so I do recommend putting it on your feet at night. Really only three times a week is what most people are going to be needing. You will definitely know that you need magnesium if you get eye twitching, even if it's occasional, you get restless legs, you have anxiety and trouble sleeping through the night. Um, magnesium also is going to um, essentially bring more water to the bowels and it's going to actually help with constipation. That said, if you overdo it, which is hard to do transdermally, it's more, you can definitely overdo it through, um, through like a supplement. You can absolutely overdo it through a lotion as well. I just had a wonderful client tell me that she was putting it on her um, under her armpits and then on her feet and she was getting loose bowels. It will give you loose bowels if you take too much. It is harder to do so again through a uh, topical supplement. So that is absolutely key if you are not hydrating and if you're not using magnesium. The next one is pectin rich fruit. 
So this is going to be apples, this is going to be oranges, it's really going to be that fruit with a peel. That peel is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful source of fiber to help bulk the stool. And this is going to be really important. Again, if you're having a lot of fiber, um, let's say chia seeds and prunes, and you're not having enough water, you're not having enough magnesium, you're not moving your bowels, you will get backed up. So that pectin-rich fruit is going to be really important here. And to be honest, I don't recommend psyllium husk. I don't recommend all in some of those foods or supplements for most people because they just end up getting you even more backed up than usual. But that pectin-rich food, but essentially anything with fiber, pears, quinoa, carrots, cabbage, fiber is so, so important here. Um, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> and then the last tip is to have pre and probiotics. This is absolutely key. You want to make sure that you have these foods because they are really responsible for gut motility, meaning the movement of your, your bowel movements, okay? They help your bowel movements flow. And really, there is a study that I'm just pulling up here that was showing that um, people with IBS... Um, there's 24 studies that show that probiotics reduce the severity of symptoms and, and improved bowel habits, bloating, and the quality of life in people with IBS. And another study in 150 people with IBS revealed that supplementing with probiotics for 60 days help improve bowel regularity and stool consistency. And then the last one here is a sick in a six-week study, which is not very long. And again, these are not lots of people, but still. Uh, 274 people drinking a probiotic-rich fermented milk beverage increased stool frequency and reduced IBS symptoms. So you're really going to want to make sure you have prebiotics, which feed the probiotics. This is found in leeks, onions, garlic, oats, greener, bananas, chicory root, burdock root as well. Um, and then probiotics are fermented food. These are the bacteria-rich food. This is going to be kimchi, miso, sauerkraut, pickles. You want to make sure, though, that these foods are not found in the grocery store aisle because they've usually been pasteurized. You want to make sure they're not vinegar-based. You want to make sure they are fermented with salt. And it will usually say that in on the label. You want it to be raw, unpasteurized. Usually a health food store is going to have it. So unfortunately, those plastic pickles don't quite cut it. That said, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, well, I know garlic and onion is good for me, but I'm not able to tolerate it. Well, that is when I would highly suggest reaching out to me because when we're not able to tolerate certain foods like eggs or garlic, onion, there is an underlying imbalance. You know, a lot of people come to me with food sensitivity tests, but you know, the, the more that we don't address the underlying issues, the more foods are going to constantly be sensitive to. I mean, there are some there are some foods such as gluten and corn because of the way they're grown and processed. Um, most of us are sensitive to it, but there are some foods that we really ideally should not be. Um, and a lot of those are from quality, but also uh, our internal imbalances as well. So just a side note there. Now, we went over four key tips for the best bowel movements ever. So this is, we you know, we looked at supplement of magnesium, looked at some foods, looked at lifestyle as well and with water. But one big thing is movement as well. That's why if you walk your dog, 
Um, they have to take some poops because that movement is going to help the bowels as well. Walking is one of the best, best ways to get the bowels flowing. Um, there's some acupressure points as well you can look into on YouTube. Those are really helpful. Um, if you really are backed up, taking a little bit of fresh lime juice and water can also be helpful. Um, if you are pregnant and having constipation, that is a whole other podcast episode we can have, but reach out if that is you. Now, what to do about loose bowel movements? It's kind of crazy how we've normalized loose bowels and we just kind of survive and just map out bathrooms, even though it affects travel and our day to day. And I'm here to remind you that you are not meant to have loose bowel movements you're going to be chronically fatigued if you are having loose bowel movements, so we need to make sure you're getting enough electrolytes, but also you're not then able to detoxify properly, which is going to come up with a whole other range of health challenges. So first and foremost, we want to make sure that those loose bowels are not normalized. If you actually look up the Bristol stool chart online, it'll give you a good picture of where you might be. You want to be really in the most consistent range of type four, okay? Um, and if you are having loose bowels, if you obviously look up on Google, it'll tell you to have the brat diet. Well, that's great, but that's only good for very, very short-term symptoms and not for long-term. So what do you do? Well, the really big key, the, st the stepping stone here is I want you to decrease cold and raw foods, smoothies, salads, raw carrots, lots of cucumbers, definitely, definitely avoid, and this is for everyone, raw cruciferous vegetables like raw broccoli, raw kale, um, not great for the gut. We're not really meant to digest that raw and it's really not wonderful for the thyroid. Um, so we want to get rid of these cold raw foods Obviously, if it's in the middle of summer and you're having a salad or a smoothie, enjoy that. Make sure that it's hot out. Make sure that your digestive system is already functioning. So if you're having loose bowels, I would not be adding that. But you want to actually have cold foods, okay? Or sorry, you want to have warm foods, soups, stews, congees. Um, I have tons of recipes I give to my clients around this that you want it to be foods that are easy to digest, warming, so ginger, cinnamon, cloves. Um, these are going to be so important for you. And then on the other side, again, dairy is also going to really, really throw off your system. Um, you've probably noticed if you have something like Alfredo, you're just the next day or the night of, you're not going to be feeling well. Um, but even whey-based protein powders, sometimes I have clients who are drinking like premier protein or a little bit of cheese here and there. That is actually going to slow down your digestion. It's going to make it cold essentially on the inside and we want to have the opposite effect, okay? So that would be some quick tips on how to have better bowel movements, whether you're constipated, whether you have loose bowel movements. These are simple tips that I really hope resonated with you and that can really help because this is going to be the foundation of healthy hormones and a healthy, vibrant body as well. If you have any questions at all for me, please let me know. I am available of service. I am here for you to really help become the most vibrant version of you. 
So thanks for tuning in. Please share this episode with a friend and I'll see you for the next episode. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please give the show a five-star review if you feel like you learned something new today. All of the mentioned links will be in the show notes. And also, are we connected on Instagram? Find me over at underscore luscious living underscore and come say hi. See you next episode. Ladies, we've heard that PMS is a feminine curse and it's time to bust that myth. Did you know that your period is actually a sacred and beautiful time for you? It doesn't feel like that when you have symptoms of cramps, bloating, nausea, headaches, and more. And I'm here to tell you it does not have to be that way. Did you know that you can use nutrition to ease those symptoms? Did you know that you have four different phases of your menstrual cycle? Yes, you can learn to optimize each of these phases and really understand your body and understand why you're more motivated in some times of the month and more excited to work out or more wanting to stay in or you are just more intuitive in certain phases as well. Learn to understand your body, love yourself even more. This is all talked about in my best-selling book, The Painless Period Guide. Grab a copy for you and a friend. The link to purchase is in the description.